0: Other Side of Midnight. 77, Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Boy, oh boy, are you in for a treat. A little bit later throughout the program, we have some tickets to the circus to give away. So at the top of the 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 4 o'clock hour, we are going to give away some tickets to the Big Apple Circus in honor of its 45th anniversary. So stay tuned for that for your chance to win. Now, you might remember a couple of weeks ago, we did a segment on this growing trend around the country towards composting your body. Meaning when you die, instead of being buried or instead of being cremated or instead of being cryonically frozen or something along those lines, you would essentially have your body turned into topsoil, a very rich topsoil that you could use to plant things or you could donate that soil or do any number of things with it. And after we did that segment, my wife told me the next day that that's what she wanted to do, that after hearing me talk about it and giving it some thought, she wanted to be composted have her remains after she donated all of her organs have her remains composted the only problem is that is not currently legal in the state of new york there is a bill that has passed the state legislature that is currently awaiting governor kathy hochel's signature and if she signs this bill it would legalize composting in new york a woman who's a mortician and the author of three books on death And the funeral industry wrote a fascinating op-ed in the New York Times over the weekend. I'm going to link to it. It's titled, If You Want to Give Something Back to Nature, Give Your Body. However you feel about getting your body composted, I certainly think New Yorkers, like my wife, for instance, should have the right to legally choose to do so. As it stands now, five states, including Washington, Oregon, Vermont, and most recently California, have either legalized composting or set a date for legalizing human composting as a means of disposition after death. Why shouldn't New York go with this same trend? It seems like it's very popular and it's growing in popularity. I don't see why we wouldn't give people this option. So I hope Governor Kathy Hochul signs this legislation, if for no other reason than it'll bring my wife some peace of mind. We'll see what happens. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77, local, local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Hey, here's some good news. The Big Apple Circus is back for its 45th anniversary. The Big Apple Circus, starring Nick Walenda, invites you to experience the excitement of its dazzling newest extravaganza, Dream Big. You can join us under the big top at Lincoln Center where astonishing wonders and daring acrobatics set imagination soaring to the most astounding, awe-inspiring heights. Get ready for some fantastic performances from the King of the High Wire, Nick Walenda, comic daredevil Johnny Rocket, trapeze artist Ellie Huber, juggling master Gina Cristiani, Veronica and her talented dogs, and more. You can have a pair of tickets right now if you are the seventh caller to 800-848-WABC. Actually, it's better than a pair. You'll actually win a family four-pack to the Big Apple Circus. All you have to do is be the seventh caller Now to 800 848 9222. Be the seventh caller, and a family four pack to the Big Apple Circus is all yours. I want to comment very quickly on what's happening with the state attorney general, Letitia James. Her chief of staff, Ibrahim Khan, has resigned amidst a sexual harassment probe. And remember, this is the woman who drove Andrew Cuomo from office because of sexual harassment allegations. And she essentially took the approach that the women that were accusing Cuomo should be believed. Keep in mind that uh, these 11 or so instances that Tish James cited in her report against Cuomo, not one of them has amounted to criminal charges against the former governor. Well, now there are all sorts of questions about what Tish James knew about her chief of staff potentially sexually harassing people, how she handled it, and when she knew it. She hired an outside law firm to investigate this in early October. So clearly, she thought there was at least enough smoke to potentially be a fire that she could hire an outside law firm to investigate. The interesting thing is she kept this all under wraps until after the election. You have to wonder why. What happened to the believe all women and deal swiftly with sexual harassers approach that she made clear during the Cuomo administration? It seems like she made may have been putting her political career ahead of some serious sexual harassment allegations. Now, I have no idea how credible these sexual harassment allegations are, but the law firm that she hired found them credible enough to take them pretty seriously. And I think that says a lot. Tish James never debated her opponent, Michael Henry. One has to wonder if this is part of the reason why. Some people are calling for a special prosecutor to be appointed to determine if Tish James dotted all the proper I's and crossed all the proper T's. I think that's probably a good idea. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight will come as no surprise to you at one of my newest favorite tv shows again stars william shatner not as an actor but as a host and a moderator i have been absolutely loving the unexplained on the history channel with william shatner it's great it the most recent season it's uh season four and they analyze all sorts of cool things the weird Wild West, great tales from the Old West that uh, I'd never heard of before. Like maybe Billy the Kid didn't die when everyone said that he died and all sorts of things like that. Devastating disasters, secrets of the founding fathers, America's lost treasures. There's all sorts of neat mysteries on this show. It's great. It's in its fourth season now. The first season is currently on Netflix and it's one of the top 10 shows on Netflix right now. And it's easy to see why. It's sort of a combination of the old Leonard Nimoy show In Search Of, and the production value of ancient aliens, but it's about a lot more than just aliens. They do talk about aliens, but they talk about a whole bunch of stuff, and obviously Shatner does a better job narrating than just about anybody, and uh, it's easy to see why. This is very much in his wheelhouse. So you can see the first season on Netflix now. If you have cable, you can go onto the History Channel's website and see just about all of the episodes. A lot of them are on the YouTube as well. I've stolen a lot of great segments ideas from this show stolen a lot of great guests from this show it's a really interesting show. here's the problem it has not yet been renewed for a fifth season. it absolutely must be this show is too good to go off the air. you if you haven't seen the show check it out and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. If you have seen the show then you understand exactly what I mean so I would urge you please consider doing what I'm doing. Reach out to both the History Channel and Netflix to let them know that you'd love to see a season five of William Shatner's Unexplained. The show is too good not to air. Hey, we've been telling you all about the Big Apple Circus. It's back for its 45th anniversary, and we are giving away some tickets. I'll tell you what we're going to do right now. We are going to give away two Family Fun Packs. That's four tickets for you and your family and whoever you want to bring. You could bring friends. We're not, they're not going to check IDs there. If you are the seventh or the eighth caller right now, you are going to win... A four pack of tickets to the Big Apple Circus. 800 848 WABC, 800 848 9222. Be the seventh caller, be the eighth caller. You could see Nick Walenda. You can see some great trapeze artists and a bunch of other daredevils. It's a really fun experience. If you want to go, call now. 800 848 9222. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. It's no secret that this city and this state are in some dire financial straits. Well, what has New York come up with to deal with the coming fiscal crisis that we are facing? Well, we've come up with pot and gambling. And there is a fascinating column by Nicole Gelinas in City Journal calling New York City new vice city. And it talks all about how New York's post-pandemic economic development strategy, namely gambling and weed, is not sustainable in the long term. I'm going to link to this on my Facebook page, and I hope you will read it, facebook.com slash fan It goes on and on all about marijuana and the problems with black market marijuana and all the things that are involved in marijuana not being much of a growth industry economically. But pot, of course, is not the only vice that New York is encouraging for its own sake, certainly not the sake of its citizens, New York is also eagerly courting multiple full-service casinos. It is a path that other struggling cities have explored before, including New Orleans, including Detroit, and most notably, the city we talk about every Thursday at 3.30 in the morning, Atlantic City. Those cities all turn to gambling out of sheer economic desperation, Mayor Eric Adams is unabashedly cheering the expansion of gaming, as he calls it, to create at least 16,000 good-paying jobs. So New York's emphasis on pot and poker, even as the city ignores the day-to-day quality-of-life concerns at its core, this all comes despite decades' worth of evidence that vice-oriented cities really don't thrive. Let's look at cities that have tried this. New Orleans was reeling from a middle-class population flight. Did opening a big casino there in 1999 help? Casinos don't have as much of an economic multiplier effect as its proponents would lead you to believe because, first, the house always wins, so people who lose money gambling have less to spend at other attractions like restaurants and sports stadiums. Second, casinos do not create, on balance, high-paying jobs. Nationwide, the average gambling industry worker earns $18 an hour, so casinos don't save cities economically. And this has been borne out by academics, but it gets buried because the casinos have a lot of money to spend on PR to convince you that it's a good thing economically for the people. Don't be fooled. I think this New York strategy of basing our entire economic future on vice is completely short-sighted and ill-conceived for all the reasons Nicole Jalinas cites in this column. I hope you read it, and I hope our lawmakers think twice about continuing down this road in the future. Beam me up! To be continued.